Hello, this is Sister Lisa coming to you from the Hill, the Edwin Elder Library, and this is a book review library podcast, and we are reviewing, reading through some of Frank Bartleman's Azusa Street and Eyewitness Account of the Birth of the Pentecostal Revival, and this is page 43. John Wesley himself once prayed, after the revival had about died out for the time, Oh Lord, send us the old revival without the defects. But if this cannot be, send it with all its defects. We must have revival. Adam Clark said, Nature, along with Satan, will always mingle themselves as far as they can in the genuine work of the Spirit in order to discredit and destroy it. In great revivals of religion, it is almost impossible to prevent wildfire from getting in among the true fire. Dr. C. Seuss said, C-S-E-I-S-S, Never indeed has there been a sowing of God on earth, but it has been oversown by Satan or a growth for Christ, which the plantings of the wicked one did not mingle with and hinder. He who sets out to find a perfect church in which there are no unworldly elements and no disfigurations proposes to himself a hopeless task. Still another writer wrote, In the various crises that have occurred in the history of the church, men have come to the front who have manifested a holy recklessness that astonished their fellows. When Luther nailed his thesis to the door of the cathedral at Wittenberg, cautious men were astonished at his audacity. When John Wesley ignored all church restrictions and religious propriety and preached in the fields and byways, men declared his reputation was ruined. So it has been in all ages, when the religious condition of the times called for men who were willing to sacrifice all for Christ, the demand created the supply. And there have always been found a few who were willing to be regarded reckless for the Lord. An utter recklessness concerning men's opinions and other consequences is the only attitude that can meet the needs of the present times. God found his Moses in the person of Brother Small to lead us to the Jordan crossing, but he chose Brother Seymour for our Joshua to lead us over. Sunday, April the 15th, the Lord called me to 10 days of special prayer. I felt greatly burdened but had no idea of what he had particularly in mind. He had a work for me and wanted to prepare me for it. Wednesday, April the 18th, a terrible San Francisco earthquake came, which also devastated the surrounding cities and country. No less than 500 lost their lives in San Francisco alone. I felt a deep conviction that the Lord was answering our prayers for a revival in His own way. When the judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Isaiah 26, 9. A tremendous burden of prayer came upon me that the people might not be indifferent to His voice. Thursday, April 19th, while sitting in the new meeting at Pinnell Hall, 227 South Main Street, the floor suddenly began to move with us. An unusual tremor ran through the room as Los Angeles was hit with a small earthquake. We sat in awe. Many people ran to the middle of the street looking up anxiously at the buildings, fearing they were about to fall. It was an earnest time. I went home and after a season of prayer was impressed by the Lord to go to the meeting that had been moved from Bonnie Bray Street to 212 Azusa Street excuse me, 312 Azusa Street. Here they had rented an old frame building, formerly a Methodist church in the center of the city, but now a long time out of use for meetings. It had become a receptacle for old lumber, plaster, and other materials. They had cleared space enough in the surrounding dirt and debris to lay some planks on top of empty nail kegs, with seats enough for possibly 30 people, if I remember right. These were arranged in a square facing one another. I was under tremendous pressure to get to the meeting that evening. It was my first visit to Azusa Mission. Mother Wheaton, who was living with us, was going with me. She was so slow that I could hardly wait for her. 
We finally reached Azusa and found about a dozen saints there, some white, some black. Brother Seymour was there in charge. The Ark of God moved off slowly but surely at Azusa. It was carried on the shoulders of his own appointed priest in the beginning. We had no new cart in those days to please the carnal mixed multitude. Exodus 12:38. We had the devil to fight, but the ark was not drawn by oxen. The priests were alive unto God. Romans 6:11. Through much preparation and prayer. Discernment was not perfect, and the enemy got some advantage that brought reproach to the work. But the saints soon learned to take forth the precious from the vial. Jeremiah 15 and 19. The combined forces of hell were set determinedly against us in the beginning. It was not all blessing. In fact, the fight was terrific. As always, the devil combed the country for crooked spirits to destroy the work if possible. But the fire could not be smothered. Gradually, the tide arose in victory. From a small beginning, a very little flame was kindled. That's page 46 at the top of it. and um, I just have a couple comments to make. Uh, to make. You know, kids I babysit for are starting to need me. So, anyway, um, this is true. Revival. We trust in God for revival. But God bless you. Keep on pointing others to the cross. Jesus is coming soon. Bye-bye.